Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with... Pop superstar L Divine, and she is a absolute delight. We talk, well, we talk pop music. We talk, we talk about the kind of the changes in 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 music, and certainly pop music. And to have a guest um, that's young as well. I mean, so many of my guests are not certainly not old, but uh, are, are generally, you know, kind of <clears throat> late twenties and, and upwards. Um, it's really nice to get a younger perspective on so many of the questions that I like to ask on, on these podcasts. And, and and when I've done that today, they they were met with some really, really uh, insightful uh, and, and wonderful answers, which you're obviously about to hear. And before we get on with the chat, um, a, a few thank yous. So thank you to Scroobius Pip, everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Huge thanks to Tom uh, for facilitating this uh, this chat. Uh, thanks to 76 for producing uh, the audio, which he's been doing throughout lockdown. Um, and all he has to play with is, is some, some Zoom audio. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, that can be a little glitchy. Sometimes, you know, that can be, you know, it can be all sorts of tricks to try and get that to sound um, nice. And he does a splendid job of it, making sure that nothing is compromised and you get a really nice warm sounding um, pod chat. Anyway, all the restrictions are kind of out of the way now, so we're going to be back face-to-face in some studios soon. So uh, looking forward to uh, actually being able to look someone in the eyes rather than, than, than looking at, um, well, kind of trying to look in their eyes uh, over Zoom, but you can't help but see your own face on the other side of the screen. Um, so I definitely think over the last 18 months, I've looked at my own ageing face way too much, and uh, and it feels like every time I kind of join another chat on Zoom, my beard's getting greyer. So... Uh, Anyway, I digress. If this is your first time listening to Off the Beaten Track, then once you get to uh, the end of this great chat uh, with El Divine, then go and explore the back catalogue. Because if you like producers uh, that, that, that make incredible music, um, which we discuss on this episode, um, go and listen to me speak to Fatboy Slim. Uh, you can hear me talking to Fed Legrand. You can hear me talking to Butch Vig. Butch Vig, he produced Nevermind. He produced Smashing Pumpkins, Sonic Youth. There's some great chats uh, there. Uh, you can hear me talking to Suede, Idols, Sleaford Mods. Um, and if you like actors, then you know some of my favourite episodes uh, have been um, Maxine Peake, Joe Hartley, Amanda Abington, 
uh, Michael Smiley. Uh, it's a great chat, uh, which I think should be out by the time this one comes with um, Mark Bonner. That's a wonderful chat. Uh, Blake Harrison, him of the Inbetweeners. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's stacks. There's over 350 episodes. So um, if this is your first time listening, then make sure you go and explore the back catalogue afterwards because um, there's plenty of uh, goodies in there to be enjoyed for free. Um, all I ask is that you give us a like, love, share, a retweet, drop us a message. If oh, if you can, subscribe. That would be great and leave a little comment. Um, and if you want to support in any other way that can, can help, then I ask that you, you head over to Patreon. And that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com forward slash off the beat and track. Uh, and then you get access to um, loads of video episodes. Um, I put up um, weekly radio shows over there. Um, and yeah, I think there's about 300 episodes that haven't been released to the general public over there as well. Um, yeah, and I think that's 79p a month. So um, if you can stretch to that, then it all goes in the pot to help produce this podcast and keep the episodes coming thick and fast. Uh, Right, I think I've waffled enough on this intro. I'm at four minutes already. So I'll waste no more time. Please enjoy today's wonderful episode of Off The Beaten Track Podcast with the glorious L Divine. Sorry, I've interrupted the podcast, but with good reason. Hotel Chocolat are our sponsors. You know that now because I tell you about it every episode. But they've been super kind now. And you may have heard me talking about the products from the cacao bar. And there's gins, cream liqueurs, all sorts of wonderful chocolatey goodies. Um, And what they've done is they've set a page up on the website that you can go to. And all you've got to do is just for you off the beaten track listeners, go over there, answer a question, and you could win the full range delivered to your front door. I mean, that's kind of them. All you have to do is go to this place, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. That's OTBT as in off the beaten track podcast, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. Go get your grubby little mitts on some deliciously chocolatey drinks, courtesy of our sponsors, Hotel Chocolat. I'll get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Give me stew with him. Okay, we're recording. El Divine, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Sun shining, which is uh, which is always lovely. Where are you today? Um, currently, I'm in Dalston. I'm in a hotel. Um, I'm on like a little writing trip in London. So. Yeah, I um, feel like I'm on a little holiday. It's nice. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Well, normally I kind of ask guests how they've found the last sort of 18 months, but I'm going to kind of sort of move things forward a little bit now because certainly we've, when I'm talking to guests uh, that are your age uh, and in and around your age, like how have you found it post lockdown now all of a sudden you can go back to gigs and you can go to clubs like how have you found the last sort of month or so it's interesting because in one way you feel like oh we're completely we're completely back to normal and then you realize like last night I went to see Arlo Parks and I almost didn't get in because I completely forgot about the COVID pass thing so it's like all of that stuff it's like you need to be we need to be on it now which is like not what I'm the opposite of that on a night out (laughs) when I'm going to a gig so I think that's kind of funny um but I mean like being back gigs and playing gigs has been 
unbelievable. It feels like it's weird because I used to get so nervous before gigs and I feel like now because I've been craving them so bad um the like excitement has taken over the nerves so that, I, that like I'm just excited for gigs now I don't feel nervous for them which is kind of worrying <laughs> um but I've I've loved it man I've got straight back into it um and I'm just tell hoping. me about the first one the first one tell me about the first one back first gig back so that was it um it was like a little festival on like on a farm kind of thing it was called 110 above festival and it was really cool it was so well organized they like they absolutely smashed it It felt like a proper little kind of felt just like a music community like everyone there was like a musician or like was really into music because I think a lot a lot of festivals you know everyone's kind of just sometimes everyone's just there for the party which rightly so like would deserve it but it felt like a festival where everyone was really interested about discovering new artists and like listening to the songs and and you know really watching the show so it was it was a lovely lovely crowd um and yeah it was um first gig back there was obviously a few like a few little bumps that we had to get through but that was expected and it was definitely like the best crowd to to do the first show with because I think everyone would was like super understanding if anything was like if, if anything there was a tiny little blip in like yeah. um in the tech side of things but it was it was great it was a really it was a really good one back and the energy after was just crazy I forgot the what the high felt like afterwards you just like you can't sleep afterwards it's amazing I love it <laughs> oh wonderful I've been I spent like so long during lockdown having these conversations about how, how exciting that first gig back is going to be and what the artist is going to be you know, he's going to be so hyped and excited to give and what the crowd are going to be so excited and hyped to give back. You know, it's, it's really nice now to be able to have these conversations and go, well, tell me about it. How was it? You know, it's happened now. So it's lovely. Well, let's start the playlist. And for track one, I'm going to ask you to tell me, please, the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro greatest ever intro this was this was hard because i feel like it's a bold statement to be like this is the greatest ever disclaimer this is the one that everyone says is super yeah, yeah, yeah. hard this everyone struggles with this one <laughs> this is all personal to me so this is just i guess like for me the greatest intro my favorite intro but it is see her out by francis and the lights and i just this is the this is the opening song on that record so they obviously thought it was the greatest intro as well so I'm not alone in thinking that um but yeah I just love that the sound is like that sound is inspiring like that's super brassy like synth line um going throughout the whole of the song I just I mean it's not really an intro really because it the intro happens throughout that's like if that's mm. what the loop is for like the whole song pretty much and yeah I just love it there like his production is some of the best production I've heard ever. And I've, like, you can hear, you can hear, it's one of, one of those musicians that you can hear music kind of change, um, like after they've released something, like you can, you can see them in like so many people's music, which are, which I love. Um, you can see it in mine sometimes as well. It like, that definitely inspired a song of mine called Off the Grid that I put on my new, uh, part one of my new EPs. Um, that kind of yeah like brassy synth sound going out through going throughout the whole song so it's a really important song to me and yeah i just love it <laughs> and and in regards to uh intros and being a you know a, a, a young artist uh, I, I speak to so many um artists that are maybe kind of uh in the latter part of their their, their, their careers now and and ask them how the changes in um the way that people get music uh, has affected how they write. So, you know, I'm, I'm generally talking to people who whose first releases were on vinyl back in whenever and then through CDs and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And so 
with you, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to ask, like, what considerations you take when you approach writing uh, a song and an intro specifically as well. Um, are, are you considering things like TikTok? Are you considering Spotify playlists? Or are these things that are surplus to the kind of approach of, I'm writing a song, I'm writing a song. It's as simple as that. that, that that's the piece of art. But are, do these other things filter in as a, a consideration? It's hard. Do you know where I'm going with this yeah, question? Totally, I totally know where you're going with it. But it, it's hard to know, really, because you'd like, I think any artist would like to think that they're, you know, st- sticking it to their man in some way and that they're not thinking about these things. But I, <laughs> yeah. I think you can't help it. Like, you absorb all of this stuff constantly. And, like, the, like as hard as you try to run away from it, you know, like, we're all, we're all fall into it. Like, if we get, you know if you get attention as much as you'd like to say that you don't care about it once I get like a TikTok that goes a bit viral I'm like ooh. <laughs> so um, you do you do like it that kind of that validation so it's hard not to think about it but I don't know I'd, I'd like to think that the, the the past few months I've been like writing what will be my next project and I genuinely do feel like it's the most me thing and it's the it's I feel like this time is like the first time that I've feel like I've have been able to shut other people out not that you not that you always should be but you know like kind of just not listen to or not let opinions like affect me and kind of and not let I don't know yeah let all of that stuff seep into it and kind of just make sure that I'm doing making music for like the right reasons or the reasons that I always set out to make music for um so I don't know. I, yeah. um, I, d- I definitely think songs have got shorter, though. But I don't know if that's because I'm, I'm thinking about Spotify. I think that's just because I'm like, let's get on to the next one. Or I'm a bit lazy and I, I don't. And I'm a bit over middle eight now. Unless it's really good. I'm like, you don't need it. You're just doing that for the sake of it because you're abiding by structure. But I, 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 I like I like a good two minute. <laughs> maybe that's the Spotify in me. I don't know. Maybe that's. Yeah, I find that I find it really interesting. I find it really fascinating that you know uh, it feels like a middle eight's like surplus to it, and and like why shouldn't it be? Like you know, there's there's the traditional approach of well, it's got to be you know first course, first course, being like but blah blah, blah. but there's no there's no fucking rules, is there? It's you can do whatever you want, exactly, hundred percent. And it's hard. I I do that every day. I kind of, but then sometimes you you do have to like battle. You're like, wait, am I just being a bit lazy and I'm not as (laughs) in? Um, and I just want to move on to the next one but yeah like every every day I'll be like hmm, this song could just be one chorus throughout like it could sure. just be a chorus looping or this song could just be it, it, structure really is irrelevant I think and that's something I'm finding out if it sounds good that's what it that's the aim you know yeah okay well I'm going to take you back first song that you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you please okay this is, well, I couldn't really like, I'm sure there were songs when I was like a kid, but I don't like that maybe impact, impacted me emotionally, but I don't think I was in tune with my emotions then. So I probably didn't know what was going on. So I picked um, Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell, which was probably one in like my teen years where emotions were rife. And this song just, I think more now so that this song really speaks to me. I feel like I've been emotionally impacted by this song like the past few years, like every time every time I'm super hungover and really existential and yeah, going through it. This is the song that, yeah, makes me, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of like when I put this song on, I'm being a bit like, whoa, me. I just want to hear that someone else is kind of like going through it. And um, yeah. And it just romanticizes it all. I love romanticizing 
dark things and, and sad things. So are you somebody that if you wake up and you're feeling a bit blue, no pun intended there on, on the, uh, the Joni Mitchell thing there. Um, <laughs> if you're feeling, if you're feeling a bit low, um, are you reaching for the best of S Club Seven to have a dance around the front room to lift yourself out of it, or are you like, right? I am gonna, I am gonna process this. I am gonna give this emotion a big Joni Mitchell cuddle and just, yeah. you know, immerse myself in the somberness and the. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not the type of person that'll like pull myself out of it. I'll like, I'll indulge in it. Like, I'm like, let's see how low we can go. So this is definitely the. This is yeah. If this is on my playlist, this will be like the low point of my playlist. This is the song that my mum knows it's time to come in my room and give me a cuddle. And like, I just, yeah, I just kind of, I love it. I, I guess I'm, it's a bit twisted in a way. I love to, I, like I almost, I'm kind of torturing myself by putting this on and just letting it all out. But yeah, this is someone that opens the floodgates, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Joni Mitchell is the boss of that. Um, so you, you mentioned that, you know, if, if, your mum hears that she's she she knows what's going on she'll come and give you a hug um did you grow up in a musical house um not really in terms of people playing playing instruments but music was music was always on and my I think my dad really he's like so into music as like a record collector and really and like grew up around musicians he was on like the John Peel show when he was younger talking about music yeah and he and he like was one of you two's like first groupies like he toured with them in like in the 90s and stuff so my dad's like really into music and is like <clears throat> obsessed with it and still now to be honest plays like a really like he's not he doesn't like work with me or work for me or anything but he still plays like a huge role in like my music like I really trust his opinion and stuff so um I grew up around that and kind of I think watching my dad like in the car and the way he would talk about music and talk about certain parts and songs like really made me listen to music in a different way and like I guess like appreciate it and yeah so I had that so I guess like taste is you know was from like my household and stuff but yeah no one was really playing instruments I kind of got into that by myself I guess what records were kind of jumping out of you that you was being exposed to back then? Oh, so, so much stuff. Um, I mean, my dad kind of, his favourite stuff is like a lot of Motown stuff, but then his, like, his first gig he went to was like T-Rex. Um, so, yeah, I guess like a lot of, a lot of rock, like Stiff Little Fingers, like, um, I'm trying to think who else so many people. Um, I remember one of the biggest memory I have of me and my dad, like, was he used to take me in the car and he used to, and he would be like right wind your seat back like put your seat back and he'd put born slippy on and be like pretend you're on a roller coaster and then yeah it would like How like, wonderful. be amazing so he'd put like shit like that on he loved like he loved like faithless the prodigy and like loved like all of that stuff as well just like a whole mix of music like he's he just went to see hot chip and new order the other night i'm really jealous of that so uh, <laughs> living wonderful. the life he's got, yeah He's just everything. You mentioned Motown there, and then you mentioned Stiff Little Fingers, and like, and so if you look at them kind of early, super sweet Motown pop songs, and then you look at punk, mm-hmm. a lot of the time the middle eight was surplus there, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. two minutes of absolute hooks <laughs> and and gold. I don't know. Do you think these sort of things filter through? Yeah, hundred percent. I. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like, I listen, people are always surprised when I say, like, I love 
like punk olive like the sex pistols and the clash and like undertones blondie like all of that stuff like that was what I, I was listening I kind of my dad did listen to stuff like that but like I was hanging out with this kid called Niall who like when we were like eight years old he like reckoned that he was like a proper punk I don't know where he got it from and I just used to copy everything that he did we used to like put like safety pins and wear like clothes and stuff and yeah it, it, <laughs> it was a vibe um, but I used that was like probably the first time I was like I'm really into music now and and yeah that that stuff probably has influenced me but you would never be able to kind of like obviously pick that up in in my song so yeah you get and I think listening to stuff that is I don't really listen to pop music that sounds like me because it's like then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make that again and like I don't want to do that and I don't really know I don't know if I like it as much if it's not I don't know how I describe it I like what I make but I don't but the songs that I listen a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Listen to uh, have nothing to do with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Listen up. I've only got another new sponsor. Egg Fried. It's this super cool clothing label. And... If you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, then you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all supporting the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range, and it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, and again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. I'm going to ask you for track three to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school, please. <laughs> this is Bedrock by, well, it's Young Money. It's like loads of artists on it. But um, yeah, this, this this is the soundtrack to like my teen years. This is, I guess, for, for the first time when I went into high school and started, you know, like 
hanging out with all my friends and trying to be a bit cooler that's when I guess like hip-hop and R&B came in I mean I know this is maybe this isn't anything to go I'm not saying this is like the epitome of uh, R&B and hip-hop but um yeah this was just a, a song that me and all my friends were obsessed with and it was just a song that everyone could have a verse you know and like memorize the verse and it would just be just be a really fun time but yeah it's class <laughs> Did you enjoy school? Uh, yeah, I did. Like in hindsight, yeah, I think I'd love, I'd love to go back. I wish I could go back, like knowing what I know now, because then it would be so chill. And I'd, and I'd actually want to learn. Because when you get in your twenties, you're like, what? Like there was a place I went to, surrounded by my mates, where people taught me things for free. Like <laughs> I'm good that I didn't realize that at the time. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I'm still, I'm so like romantic about that time in my life. Like I wrote songs about that period of my life for for so long, and like I still. I still kind of like feel like that person sometimes now, but um, yeah, I would, I would definitely go back, but there's obviously some, it's really hard. Like I would say it's like probably the hardest time of so far for me. I think school is probably the hardest time of my life, but I still, I'm still like obsessed with it in a way. <laughs> where where was school? Where did you grow up? Um, in Newcastle. So yeah, I went to like an all girls school in Newcastle, which was, which was pretty, pretty mad going to an all girls school. Um, but also I'm so glad I did go to an all girls school, like being, being gay, not because, not because of that, <laughs> not because there's loads of girls there, but just like not, being, <laughs> not having to be around, around boys. Like I know like my sister went to like, um, just know, like just hearing like my sister and my cousin talk about how like being surrounded by boys every day, like affected them, like growing up and kind of being sexualized and stuff. And I'm, I'm just, I feel lucky that I didn't have to think about that when as well I was dealing with my sexuality like I feel like quite good that you know because I think if I was in a mixed school then I you know I would probably ended up doing things that I really didn't want to do so um, I felt lucky that I got to go to that school definitely. Was you a confident kid? Um yeah no I think like and I still feel like that now like I think sometimes yeah sometimes I have like bursts of confidence and then I can the next day I can literally be like revert but I think yeah when I was 11 years old I was definitely not confident at all when like early teens everyone goes through that awkward thing and I think that that sticks with you um so there'll always be moments where I revert back to that 11 year old self but I think I don't know I think yeah I was a bit I was a kind of funny I was a bit cheeky like I was a bit of a a class clown I think I never did any of my homework and I think that the teachers still like rated me somehow so it was, it was fine I kind of got away with it all but um yeah I was reasonably confident did you know what you wanted to be um I think I did deep down maybe but I just was a bit when you go into high school like it's not cool to do music do you know what I mean like I was just anything that makes me stand out. I just need to abort right now. That's like the first thought when you go into high school and you, you know, trying to fit in with all your peers. So I think I dropped it for for a really long time until I felt confident enough to like not give a shit about what people thought. Um, and then yeah, I picked it up at about quite late on again. Like I was I was making music when I was like a ki- little kid, and then I dropped it when I went to high school. Picked it back up at about fifteen, sixteen. Um, basically, when people started talking about uni and like doing the UCAS stuff and I was like do not want to do this like really don't want to don't want to go away at uni and like just do something that I don't want to do um so I told them I'm going to be a musician and I think they were like what (laughs) what are you doing um but it's fine worked out 
did it seem like what was what was going on in and around you musically or creatively like in in you know in the circles that you was mixing in that 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 might have inspired you or made you think because from where i where i live you know there there's there's pockets of of creativity and scenes but there was nothing that made me think oh look they've done that i can do this yeah. you know was there was there anything in and around you then that you know made you think look I'm a girl from Newcastle here. I can do this because, look, these are the people that have led the way. This yeah. is what I can do. 100%. I mean, I definitely think once I started doing gigs in Newcastle, I, like, I quickly realised, yeah, there is a scene in there's so many talented music that, you know, people are doing really well. Like Sam Fender, like, he, we were gig, doing gigs together. We were on the same, like, open mic night circuit in, like, pub, like, £30 paid pub gig runs, which is crazy because he like he's absolutely smashing it now but like so I, once I found that scene you know that was really exciting to see that people were doing it but I did feel like the music I made was completely different all theirs and you know like in like I at the time like I and I still don't really know I, I don't play like indie rock music and that was kind of what people wanted to hear or like a singer songwritery and I don't think people really had time for for pop music as much um or I think the people that were listening to pop music you know were listening to like the radio and and not going to live music like pub gigs in Newcastle so so that was that was the issue I guess um but I think in a way that just made me like just made me work harder for it in a way and to and gave me way more to prove so I had a bit of like drive in us and then that's what got me to London um because I felt like there's not don't feel like heard enough so I feel like I felt like I need to go away and just like prove it <laughs> um but then I'll come full circle and I went back to Newcastle <laughs> and now I love it okay last one in the sort of formative years I'm gonna ask you please to tell me the first song you remember buying from a record shop okay first song I mean I didn't actually pay for it my dad got me it but I like I begged him to get me this song it was Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus I think I'm sure that's so many people's first song but I just loved it it was I still love it now if this song comes on I need to do like a full performance of it (laughs) (laughs) it's a a cracking little pop record isn't it and it you know I, I I run a sort of indie alternative nightclub and uh and it doesn't matter what we play, you drop that and like whether you're eighteen or you're thirty eight, you're losing your shit to that. Yeah. It's just a perfect little pop gem, it really is. Um you mentioned, you know, we spoke about confidence and and you you know, you kind of left the story in, into the point where, you know, you was playing pop music in pubs that were kind of wanting to hear indie rock stuff and singer songwriter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and so Confidence aside, you know, you've now reached, you know, a, a really amazing point, you know, in your career. And so in one of the most difficult industries to achieve success in, so confidence aside, I want you to tell me about your drive and how driven you are. I, you know what? It's hard. Like after doing, after like doing something for like a few, for a few years, you kind of, you, you doubt your drive a bit, but I actually probably think, I'm probably as driven as I've ever been. It's just like, it's just resilience as well. You know, you just, you have so many things that knock you down that you it's hard to realize that you actually are driven because you, you're climbing over so many like obstacles constantly. But, and 
you feel like when it's going easier that you must be driven because you're getting shit done but it's it's not always the case so I hope so I think I think I'm still pretty driven you know like I, I wake up every day and have like ideas about songs and like I'm just I don't know if it's a drive I'm just like passionate I'm just still so in love with what I do and I just want to get out of bed and make music all day maybe there's areas that I could um improve on in like other parts of the job you know like I, I don't know like all the stuff that isn't music um but I, I'm a musician at the end of the day I want to I want to write songs so so yeah I think I, I think I'm pretty driven I don't know it's hard to it's hard to know <laughs> well for track five um this is normally a kind of retrospective look back on on on, on the heady days of the, you know the, the the guest clubbing um I imagine you're still in the thick of it uh, <laughs> and and enjoying it. Um, so um, I don't want it to be something that soundtracked your years, but but what soundtracking uh, your years or what you know what were your? I guess we could say soundtracked because you know the, the, the song that you've chosen is you know a, a couple of years old now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but are you still out clubbing? Yeah, I'm still out clubbing. I mean, I haven't really been. I, have I been to a nightclub yet since it opened up? I can't remember. I've definitely been out. Maybe I don't know. If the, by the time we've got to a club, I'm not sure that I remember where we are. But I think I have been to a club. I'm sure I have. I, it's all blurring into one. But uh, yeah, I've been having fun definitely, and um, didn't realize how much I'd missed it. It's funny though, like because when I was when I was younger, when I was like 17, 18, like. I hated it. Like I wouldn't go out, and I was always the one. Like <laughs> I was always the one that was like in the corner, pick me, blah blah. blah. No, but I was. Um, I was never drinking. I was always like a bit like annoying and miserable at night out because I just didn't want to be there. And I, I don't know something. Something changed. <laughs> but what didn't you like about it? <clears throat> I don't. I think maybe it was. Maybe it was like the crowd that I was in. I think when I was going out when I was younger with like school friends, I hadn't found my people yet. And um, I guess it was all just like me and my mates all getting really dolled up for them to like go out and just like talk to boys. So I think, yeah, in hindsight, it actually makes sense that I didn't like it. It just wasn't mine. It wasn't my scene. Like I go out now and it's like different, you know, like I found my people and and now it's just about being daft. It's not about anything else. It's about being daft and having fun and listening to good tunes. So I just, yeah, I think you've got to find your night out, don't you? <laughs> I think you've got to find your tribe. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where it's at. And I, I say it to my, you know, my, my daughters all the time. I'm like, you know, because they're 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 literally sixteen and eighteen, <clears throat> and you know, any times that they're having trouble with their sort of. So- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
social group or mm-hmm. school or whatever, I was like, don't worry. Yeah. Like, it would be all right. You'll find your tribe and you'll yeah. proper shine then. And, yeah. like, and everything could be easy then. But, uh, but yeah, so well, tell me, tell me the track that you've chosen anyway, please. So this was a song that when, yeah, when I was younger, this was, um, when you said club and years, I don't know why I just thought of like 18, 19, blah, 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 seven, whatever. Yeah. Those teen years when I was first kind of like sneaking out and going clubbing. Um, and yeah, it's My Love, Route 94, um, which was just like the tune of that time. It was like the biggest song. You could not escape it. And I actually, I do, like, although I said that I, I didn't really enjoy going out, I, I do really, like, I thought, I think that was like an amazing era of house music, like 2014. Like, there was so many good house records coming out and like, yeah, clubbing was like a bit different then, I think, like with all those tunes playing. Um would that have been around the time of sort of disclosure and yeah, stuff like that? Was all kind of breaking through then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like white noise and stuff like that. Like all of those tunes, like as long as I catch a baby, like all of those big tunes were, were out. And yeah, I love that year of music. I've still got a playlist of like 2014 house music. Um, and then, yeah, and then I got like full circle moment. I got to work with Route 94 um, last year and we did a song together, which was really sick. So I was, I was pretty buzzing about that. Um, 18 years how was that you were sorry how was that yeah it was amazing we yeah it was like an it was over lockdown so um i didn't actually get to meet him until like the video shoot but it it was sick like i think the song's just like a like an like a great like really concise pop breakup song and i just loved it i was like oh it's it's perfect really and um and then yeah route 94 was like attached to it as well and I, and I was a huge fan of him so um seemed like a no-brainer and I was also like whoa if 18 year old Liv could see me now she'd be like you're so cool so <laughs> so who else is on if, if there is a list who else would be on that bucket list of people you'd like to work with Ooh. be ambitious throw some names out there mm-hmm. That's really hard. I don't know. It's more like I, I I have a hard time thinking of like features and stuff. So it is more just like um, producers, I think. I really, I'd love to work with Muramasa. I think Muramasa is like one of the best producers. Like every every time he puts something out, he just kills it. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Hudson Mohawk's one of like my, my idols from when I was like growing up, like for like electronic production and stuff. And mm. I have, I have, I've worked with them, but we've never like, we've never like worked on my stuff. We've never, I'd love to do like a week with them and just like really get stuck into it. Like the sessions that we did were kind of for other people and, but we got on really well. And he's like, he's from Scotland, which I feel like we're like neighbors kind of, you know, we've got the same crack. So I'd love to, I'd love to do a bit more of him, but there's, there's so many people that, I'd need to write a whole list. <laughs> well, uh, you, you mentioned home then, so I'm going to take you home uh, for, for track six. And it's a favourite song from an artist from your home county. Yeah. So this is The Borders by Sam Fender. And it's like, I mean, all of his music, that first album, just like, if if I wasn't, wasn't at home, like I'd put that on and like, honestly, like just be transported back home. It's It's actually unbelievable how like he's, captured Newcastle and well especially like the coast like North Shields like in music like it really it really feels like you like like it like it sounds like it it's crazy kind of just like the I don't know and the and the lyrics help as well like something like leave fast as well that perfectly embodies like what it's like to be from like a small town but yeah it's also just the sounds like the moodiness and the kind of like it it feels like 
like one of those 80s coming of age movies you're on your bike and you're like cycling through your hometown like that's what it feels like and it's like really moody and damp it just feels like Newcastle I love it um yeah and he's amazing the way the way you just described that was 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 beautiful would you um when you hear songs do you picture it can you see it like do you create video I, I if I'm walking down the street and I've got headphones on I'm in a video yeah. and like and, and yeah. I'm picturing it and like do you do that yeah 100% I think everyone does like you just it's like the soundtrack to your life you just gotta like pick moments and romanticize them and totally embellish them and then put the song to it but yeah I definitely do that all the time I definitely imagine that I'm like this is my coming of age story and then I'm just soundtracking it <laughs> which is so narcissistic but yeah everyone does it of course course all right well it's your last track um and you get to play dj here so i'm going to um ask you uh to tell me a song that you think many people may not know yeah that you would like them to hear yeah i mean i didn't know this i only found this song out about two months ago but i've been like absolutely rinsing it it's called boys at school by by spelling i hadn't really like heard much about them before before this tune but I, I just absolutely love it it's like it's really like I think I've played it to some of my friends and it kind of takes them a minute to get through like the theatricalness of like the intro and stuff I love it like it's camp like I love shit like that and then it just goes into this kind of like mad like arpeggiator synth which is like if you like like Tame Impala and stuff like that kind of reminded me of that and it's just amazing like all the different phrases the arp goes to I just the production's just class and then the lyric is I hate the boys at school. They never play the rules, I think. I think that's the lyric. And I just love that lyric. It's so simple. I hate the boys at school. I wish I'd written that lyric because I would have hated the boys at school. <laughs> well, we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast so people can go and listen to uh, all of the songs that you've picked today. And, and obviously we'll put uh, some stuff of yours on there as well. Um, we're, we're, we're crashing into the latter half of this year with so much more freedom than, than, than what the first half of the year uh, offered us. So with that in mind, what are you looking forward to from the rest of 21 personally and professionally? Ooh. Personally, I mean, like I've been having the time of my life the past few months, like moving back to Newcastle and like we we're talking about finding my tribe and just, just being with my friends and my family. I just, I just love it. I live for it. And those are, the experiences that helped me out in the studio later so I'm just excited to be doing doing more of that more time with people I love and then yeah like I said I'm like writing what I think will be like my next project and it's my favorite stuff I've ever done so I'm really excited to get deeper into that and finish that um and then shows I'm going on tour so that'll be fucking amazing (laughs) wonderful well if people want to find out about new projects and tour dates and stuff where's the best place to to keep up to speed with what you're doing um, follow all my socials, I'll Divine Music. I post about it all the time, but the tour kicks off on the 25th of this month in Liverpool and then dates following for the next two weeks. So go check them out if you want to come. Still some tickets left. <laughs> Love it. Well, have a blast. It's been an absolute joy chatting oh, to you. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. I've loved it. Thank you so much. Love that. Absolutely love that. So good speaking to young people. Uh, and, and, do you know what? What really kind of jumped out? When she was referencing her dad and the music that he grew up on, I just thought, 
Ah, oh, shit. I'm literally the same age as her dad, um, <laughs> which was uh, quite surreal. But, yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful chat. Um, yeah, loving hearing that kind of, well, you know, do we have to have a middle eight if I don't want to have a middle eight? I think that's great. Um, you know, that is that punk ethos that, you know, can lend itself to, to, to pop music, to punk music, to garage music, whatever. I love that. I just love that. Well, you know, if it works, it works. If not, then... Who needs it? Like, so yeah, great chat. Um, yeah, go follow her on the socials if you're not already. Go check out the gig dates and and yeah, and keep an eye on that new project that's coming soon. Um, thanks ever so much for listening. It's much appreciated. Um, you've been so lovely uh, over the last tricky old you know couple of years. Uh, you, you know, listening to this podcast uh, and sending. Me little messages and and giving it the likes, loves and the shares and the retweets really has made this lockdown a lot easier uh, for me uh, to be able to you know try and occupy my mind by disappearing up the shed and having these these little pod chats with people all over the world. It's been um, you know a really nice time. And I, I'm now as much as I'm going to continue to reach out to people all over the world. Um, I am very much looking forward to to just popping back in a room and and shaking a hand and saying hey. How was that? Let's have a chat. Um, So more of that coming soon. Um, Yeah, everything you need to know about this podcast, whether it's the Patreon, whether it's the back catalogue, whether it's video episodes, radio shows, anything, your one-stop shop is www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. I'm back next time. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Me stew with him. Eat it, boy.